You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome everybody back to Chairgating, episode V-I-I-I. V-triple-I, yeah. yeah. Or episode eight for all you uh, nerds that don't know Roman numerals. Uh, this episode we're going to talk a lot about NCAA invi- uh, investigations, violations. Suspensions. Suspensions, going to make fun of the Big 12 again. Uh, that's pretty much it. We're just going to dive into ripping on the NCAA and the Big 12. Anything else, Jay? No, but you said that the nerds wouldn't know Roman numerals. I feel like it's the opposite. No, it's actually the nerds don't know Roman numerals because they're too busy playing their video games and stuff. They didn't learn Roman numerals. Weird. That's a really weird take. Maybe one of your weirders yet. All right. Well, let's get into it. Okay, welcome back. I just drank uh, some of my hot coffee and it burned my tongue. <laughs> yeah, you might a... have to leave that little scream Ooh. in there. You might don't edit that out. That was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. I was like, oh, yeah, this is in, this in is different. We're, we usually record these at night, but this is uh, one of the few morning podcasts, so you got to get that hot coffee in. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's bright and early for me. Central Time, ten a.m. I work at eleven thirty. So this is big for me. I usually wake up. Yeah, I usually wake up about eleven o'clock because I work at eleven thirty. So I decided I was going to commit to Jay and the listeners and wake up early to do an episode. That's right. Usually you're. Uh, it's it's a little surprising that you're not doing your your Red Bull. Are you just giving up on that whole Red Bull uh, sponsorship thing? No, I'm down for Red Bull. If they, I mean, I told you though, I'm not going to drink it until they sponsor us. Yeah, and Red Bull is not really a morning drink to me either. No, it's not. I actually didn't have anything, and I was like, man, this podcast is going to be terrible. But I saw that there was coffee, and so I made some while you were taking a shit. But also, I need to give a heads up to the listeners. If if there sounds like I'm in a chapel or a big cathedral recording this, that's because essentially I am. My new apartment that I've just moved into with my girlfriend, we don't have internet yet. So I had to come down to their business center, like by the pool, 
and they decided to put it in like a two-story building with some walls. So it's the, it's the tallest building you can possibly imagine, like the tallest room in an apartment complex you could possibly imagine, and that's what the business center is. So I'm I'm essentially in a cathedral trying to record this episode. Well, that's a pretty petty excuse because I'm in my new house too. This is my first recording my new house, and I can't tell if there's a if there's an echo in here, but I'm not trying to make excuses like you are. Well, unfortunately, you sound like a god right now. So that's great. It's weird how the tables have turned. Yeah, son of a bitch. That's not. I'm already not off to a good start at this place. I'm gonna have to talk to management, <laughs> try to see if they I can get the business center moved. Yeah, they'll understand. And uh, coffee that's not as hot. I need, yeah, really cool that coffee I need, down. Uh, Some McDonald's stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my tongue is burnt, and I'm a podcaster. This is how I pay the bills. So I uh, heard you had an excited weekend up in Dallas. I did. I did. So it kind of here's here's how it went down. Uh, Michael Rapaport was having his. I am Rappaport Podcast Live in Dallas with special guests. The Twitter account for the podcast tweeted at me or DM'd me saying like, hey, you should come out. And I was like, fuck that. I will never go to Dallas. I'm not going to waste my time going up to that shitty city. This, this actually happened. This is how the conversation went. And, you know, some other things went, were said and he was like, just, you know, come on. And, and I was like, look, I'll... Uh, I'll go to that godforsaken city and wear a shirt with Rappaport's face on it if you give me a shout-out. And he was like, deal. So he gave me a shout-out on Twitter. Who knows if he'll give me a shout-out on the podcast. I'm going to assume not. But since I'm a man of my <laughs> word, uh, I made t-shirts, me and my girlfriend and for Rappaport, and we drove up to fucking Dallas and drove back that night, like all in one night, after I got off work on Saturday. I got to say, though, it was worth it. Even though Dallas is terrible, and I stayed there just to... Like, I didn't even want to get gas in Dallas. I didn't even want to get jack-in-the-box in Dallas. But we stayed there for the show, and it was so worth it. First of all, the Texas Theater was awesome. And it was in Oak Cliff, which... I mean, Jay, do you know anything about Oak Cliff? Not a thing, no. Well, I just remember, like, that song. Like, Oak Cliff, that's my hood. So, I see it's in Oak Cliff, and I was like, oh my god, what is Rappaport bringing me to? So, anyway, it was, it was a nice theater, though. No complaints. Uh, the crowd was pretty good. A lot of drunk people. <laughs> but the best part was, like, he's bringing out guests. He brings out Richard Lewis, Mike Bibby. A yeah, Charles of, Oakley, right? Well, hold on. I'm getting there. So he brings out a couple guys, and you're like, damn, this is cool. You know, I remember these guys in the NBA. And then he goes, like, I can't do his accent. But he's like, didn't I fucking tell you guys that I would blow your fucking minds That's if you bad, came actually. here tonight? And he's like, well, Rappaport... We'll blow your fucking mind. <laughs> and then he comes out with Gary Payton, Charles Oakley, and Ice Cube onto the stage. And everybody just starts flipping their shit. They're like, oh, shit. Because everybody's pretty drunk at this point. And like, mm-hmm. No, it was great, though. It was so yeah, awesome. Yeah, because that's, that's, he's, he's big in the Big 3 tournament. Exactly. And they were there for Dallas. Mm-hmm. So it just it worked out perfect. Yeah, exactly. It worked out perfect. He was asking, he was asking like, Richard... Uh, he was asking, like, Gary Payton... And Oakley, you know, what they thought about the new style kids, MJ versus LeBron, just like the worst questions. But, you know, it, it, like you want to hear their opinions. And Well, he, he knew exactly what their opinion was. He just wanted it to, to because, be out in the airway. Because they're his opinions. Yeah, exactly. As like an old guy. It was more like, okay, okay, okay. As, as you know, as, as older guys, like, 
what, what do you think of these new guys coming up and they they get the the big shoe deals and, and such? <laughs> yes. and it's a very leading question. It was essentially like how he would ask it. And mm-hmm. it was great, though, because I totally, I actually do agree. I don't always agree with Michael Rappaport, but I did agree like with that, that the new guys are kind of fucking annoying to me. And I really respect those older basketball players. And especially like Oakley and Gary Payton, who were, you know, playing back in the early 90s with MJ and stuff. And they were talking about it. And they, you know, they essentially just said that it was just people worked harder back then. You know, they showed up to early practices and they would practice all day. They, if they were the rookies, they would have to be putting the bags under the plane. You know, it was. Yeah, I mean, they still do a lot of that stuff, the, the rookie hazing. That's well, still but they, the game today. but he also made a good point. Um, I think it was Oakley that made the point. He said, you know, the game is getting younger and younger, which he's right, it is. Mm-hmm. Because back yeah, then, fr- uh, high schools, well, even high schoolers didn't go in back then. You know, that wasn't until like Kobe Bryant. So it was a pretty good point. And he said, you know, as a rookie, are you going to respect if you're an 18 year old player and the league is getting progressively closer to 20 years old? How much can you respect that guy? He's like a couple years older than you. You played in high school together. You know, you played in AAU. Yeah, you played in AAU together. Like, how much can you respect him when he's not that much older and hasn't been in the league for very long? I don't know. It, it was a pretty good, interesting point. And he actually got on like Sports Illustrated, like retweeted a video of Charles Oakley. Uh, saying about that, the dresses. Yeah, exactly. And everybody went fucking crazy. The funny part is, I was in the bathroom when he said that, so I can't take credit <laughs> for actually witnessing that part. Wow, it's a rookie it's, mistake. You gotta go use the restroom before you sit down. Dude, I had to use the restroom like three times. Apparently, I have a small bladder, so. You sure you're not a chick? Yeah, I might be. It's 2017. I'm allowed to be. You, yeah, you definitely are. Uh, no, it was a great fucking time. And then well, I actually made the T-shirts. I tweeted out. The t-shirts, I'm sure nobody even follows the Twitter account. Actually, we were up to 60 followers. Some dude was talking shit to me on Twitter because he had like 70 followers. And I was like, hey, fuck you, dude. I'm almost I'm almost to your level. So, <laughs> yeah, I tweeted a photo of the t-shirts. That was some trolls level. Yeah. So we tweeted the photo of the t-shirts. They were pretty funny. Check them out. They're a pretty good t-shirt. But, yeah, just all in all, it was a great time. I'm really happy I went. Michael Rappaport really put on a good show. I was I was actually surprised. I knew it would be funny with him being there. Just kind of like talking shit about everything in a New York accent. And that's what I told my girlfriend. I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be like. But he's funny and he's abrasive. And I hope it's worth the three fucking hours uh, to drive there. And then three hours back. And it was. So He's a funny guy. He's definitely funny guy. And he's got a lot of very hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was good. It was good. He talked about basketball and hip hop the whole time. So it was good. I enjoyed it. So shout right, out well, to got the, on, uh, shout out to the I Am Rappaport podcast. It was great. All what right. do we got on schedule for today? Yeah, so I wanted to start. I know the bulk of this episode is probably going to be talking about NCAA investigations, violations, suspensions, all that fun stuff. But I kind of want to start with the media day, the Big Twelve media day. Did you yeah. keep up with this at all? No, not really. Uh, yeah. I kept up with SEC yeah. and ACC, and that's about it. Yeah, I think you and everybody else didn't keep up with this. The most and media media days in general, I just can't stand. There's so much coach talk. It just yeah, <laughs> it makes my head spin. It's terrible. I hate when commissioners start talking because I'm like, honestly, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. I know you do like the business side, you do a lot of work, but I just want to hear like the coaches' opinions. I want to hear some players' opinions. It's interesting. To hear for the up and coming season, but 
I think you and everybody else kind of missed out on the Big 12 Media Day because the most publicity I saw that it got, and this was trending on Twitter, was the embarrassing mascot dance-off. Oh my, yeah. I did I did see that, and I'm, it made me so glad that I didn't keep up with the It made you days. actually cringe watching it. You were like, oh, there was there even stopped. music? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get to the end. Yeah, I don't, it was so weird. And so that was the most publicity that that media day got was just awkward mascot dance-off. So that just like, yeah, goes to show like how bad that... Yeah, there's like two people in the background dancing. Yeah. And, and laughing. Not, yeah, not exactly. Laughing. They're like girls that work for the Big 12. They're like, ha, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was fucking awful. I mean, every journalist I know there, oh, or like camera guy, was probably watching it. it, and he was just like laughing quietly, like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, so the Big 12 media day was as big of a bust as the conferences, in my opinion. And they were talking about how they're so valuable and so successful and uh just really they're like they kept trying to like dig in to the fact that they're not a dying conference which was even better in my opinion no everything's roses and this pretty much goes with any media days if you listen to any of the coaches interviews their team got bigger stronger stronger faster during the offseason yep they're going to be better and more prepared than they were last season they have full faith that they're going to go out and win every game like it's just there's almost no purpose in, in listening to these things unless there's some kind of controversy going on with the program similar to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And even Ole Miss media days, when, when he freezes it in um, in Hoover, like you still really couldn't come out with much. Right. There. You can't talk about it because there's so much legal stuff behind it. So Yeah, they're so prepared for these. It's almost like presidential um, debates. Like they, they know what questions are going to be asked. They know the answers. They're prepared. It's Right. It's it's frustrating, even though college football so close, and you want to be excited to just see anything related to football. This is it's the ultimate teaser. Yeah, it is. But I fall into it. I enjoy it. Of course. It. I mean, it was it was terrible, but I did enjoy. They surveyed the players and asked Big Twelve players like questions. They asked yeah, questions those, those like. Yeah, always good because they're they're anonymous, and so they can actually be like kind of courageous. Exactly. In what they do. Yeah, it says like quote by player. You know, like, mm-hmm. they, it doesn't even, like, quote the person. So they said, like, biggest Big 12 trash talker. Kind of surprised me, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I get it, but biggest trash talker? That's impressive as, like, a quarterback to be the biggest trash talker. Yeah, I mean, if you watch him play, he's definitely very, uh, I guess, animated with his with his actions. I guess that just confirms my suspicion that that's basically what he's saying verbally, too. Like, the, dude, the dude's a cocky, and he's real confident. So good to yeah. see that, that a white quarterback is is out there <laughs> yeah but also the when the white quarterback is cocky like johnny mansell it annoys you and i don't know why i want my white quarterback to like be like humble and quiet i don't know why this is the way it is but that's how i feel and so when i hear that he's the a shit talker i'm kind of like shut the fuck up baker mayfield like <laughs> shut hey, if, up. if you can back it up uh he can't so you're referring to this well okay i should have brought this up <laughs> all right we'll move on you know what i mean but we'll move on um left tackle from oklahoma Orlando Brown was number two. And then right behind him with one less vote was Texas collectively. That's what it says. Texas collectively. And then That's there's strange. other players after that. But no, Texas. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready texas collectively so people actually three people voted the whole team of texas is the biggest (laughs) shit talkers and that also is hysterical to me because they're so fucking bad Mm -hmm. so yeah that was pretty interesting nicest player that almost to me then getting the nicest player if i'm that guy i'm like fuck dude am i that bad award yeah am i this bad that they had to give me the nicest player it was tcu's linebacker ty summers i don't know i just to me that that would make me want to talk more shit. Yeah, that's a strange award. Yeah. Uh, which school's your biggest rival? Texas was number one. I guess a lot of Oklahoma people voted. Well, I guess people from Tech would have said the same thing. And Baylor. So that that one kind of makes sense. But Iowa was number two. Not Iowa State. Iowa. Wow. So <laughs> was it just like all... I don't know. Because there was four votes at number two for Iowa. And I guess, does that mean that there was like four Iowa State players there that were all like, we're going to all write in Iowa? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see how many people actually participated in the survey. Yeah, so it's strange. The best mascot, actually, a whopping eight votes compared to five at number two, was OK State Cowboy. I do I do like that, that what mascot. Is he, what is he, Pistol Pete or something like that? I mean, I don't know. Are you referring to like the actual nickname of him? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure his name is like Pistol Pete for Oklahoma State. You're correct. You're correct. I thought you were just going with Pistol Pete because that's Pete Manovich, and that was like the first thing related to pistols that you could think no, of. No, that would have been way too intelligent. This is just me like playing NCAA football a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it's not familiar. What are the, what are the other mascots that yeah, voted high? Um, TCU and West Virginia both got five votes at yeah. tie for two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty cool. I can I can respect that. The Longhorn with four votes. Of course, yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't higher. Evo. And then there's one that says, Baylor Bears got one vote. And then Bears, in parentheses, not Baylor, also got a vote. What? So, so someone just wrote in, like, <laughs> Bears, but forgot to put Baylor, I guess? Yes, just Bears. That's That got a vote. <laughs> I'd like to see someone spelled it wrong, and they just, like, actually put in the, the language. <laughs> B-A-R-E-S. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, we think that the, that he meant Baylor, <laughs> but we can't really tell. We can't actually give Baylor credit for this. Yeah, another one was best helmets in college football. Oregon got a whopping seven votes to take a commanding lead. I'd say Penn State or Alabama. Really? So you don't? You're yeah. more of the like traditional guy. Yeah, something about that. Just it's like a real clean look. Um, probably honestly, Penn State. So Michigan got a era. vote. Navy got a vote. Ohio State got a vote. Western Kentucky got a vote. I love Western Kentucky. 
their helmet their helmets are cool ones. they actually have like oh, the, the, the the silver the chrome ones yeah Ugh, i don't like that no i'm a big matte black fan but here's the thing okay okay i do agree matte black or white i think matte just looks cool but here's yeah. the thing these teams don't care about what you think about the helmets they care about what these guys voting think about the helmets yeah they do get one vote because they just want guys that play football to be like, damn, those are cool helmets. Because then high schoolers are going to think that. So, shout out Western Kentucky. Good move. Favorite NFL team growing up? I don't care about that. The Chiefs. They got four votes. Four votes for the Cowboys. Two votes for the Texans. I don't know. It's just none of that matters. But the most interesting part of this whole thing that I read was if the Big 12 should expand. And mm-hmm. if they do, who they who they should add. So they asked the players this. Uh, 18 said yes, and only three said no. Yeah, but, I mean, people are always going to want change like that. It's like, well, three are actually indifferent, so not always. <laughs> three guys, in, three guys are like, I don't know. It's care. like, uh, why not? Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying that is kind of, I think that's what people have been wanting. And the players show that, too. I mean, there's even quotes of, like, players saying, like, I think we should expand. I think adding more competition is always better, which I totally agree with. And Yeah, I feel like you could probably pull any conference uh, players, and they'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, that's true. But the difference is they're at the Big 12, they're actually asked this question because it's kind of important. Yeah. So yeah, that's, true. that's the difference. The ACC, they're not going to ask that. The SEC, mm-hmm. why the fuck would you ask that? And if you asked it, I guarantee the majority of the votes would be like, why are you asking me this question? This, mm-hmm. this is so irrelevant. But they, you know, they asked it in the Big 12 because it's actually a thing. So the number one team that they got the most votes overwhelmingly was Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got 12 votes. The next team, which I also agree with is a good one, was BYU at three votes. So it sounds like the media is getting to him because those are probably the two most brought up candidates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would definitely agree. But then after that, it just gets crazy. So I think like Houston was a legit one. It got a lot of fucking votes, and there was even quotes about that saying like, you know, Houston's back to being a good team. I'd love to play there. Like guys are from Houston, they want to play at home again. BYU, same thing, really good program. But then it goes Nebraska, Alabama, Missouri, Texas A and M. So, you know, like, gets a little... And then one there was one vote for Hawaii, and the guy was quoted saying, I just want to play in Hawaii. Yeah, of course. I mean, all of those, like the Missouri and Texas A&M, it's just guys that probably have friends that play there, or they're from the area, and it's like, yeah, why not? Yep. Like, like this doesn't this matter. going to happen, but yeah, it's in a perfect situation. There's even a quote of a player in here saying, like, you know, we, we would love to play these teams, but there's guys that get paid a lot of money to decide these things, and, like, clearly our opinions don't matter. <laughs> which is actually kind of sad it's sad and true you know it's it's like yeah your opinion really doesn't fucking matter wait so you think life. that houston um should take the move to the big 12 uh yeah yeah if houston had the opportunity to go to the big 12 yes <laughs> okay so i don't know how much credibility you have because i think every episode you've spent about 10 minutes dogging on the big 12 oh i would still hate the big 12 i'm just saying houston should go there just to be a p5 before the big 12 dies because it's gonna, I think it's still gonna die. I'm not backing off that. I think it's, I think it's a terribly run conference. But also one of the reasons I think it's a terribly run conference is because they didn't expand last year when they should have, and they had teams spending millions of dollars to make presentations to expand to their school, 
And they tell them that, you know, we're going to expand and come give us a pitch. And then after all of them, they say, actually, never mind, we're not going to expand. I think that was a terrible fucking move. I think it was disrespectful. And so I think because of the reason I hate this conference is because of that. But also, I just think it's going to die. I mean, I think it's so weak now that there's, there's, there's no way it keeps going. And so, yes, I would like U of H to join it solely to be a P5 before the collapse of the Big 12. And they go to the, what was it, U4, the Ultimate Four, as we titled it, just, mm-hmm. just to have a chance in that talk, just like TCU did a few years ago. If TCU would have never joined the Big 12, no, you know, would we be talking about them? Or we, we would put them on the same level as Boise State or Houston. But now they're P5, and they've succeeded in the P5, so they'll be talked about when it goes to the U4. Okay. Well, so that's, that's my only reasoning. Let's move on before we get stuck on this uh, topic for the eighth time. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. Okay. Um, so why don't we move into NCAA investigations, violations, and suspensions? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'll call this whole thing. NCAA investigations, violations, and suspensions. Kind of rolls out the tongue. Yeah, and not all of them are uh, from the NCAA, to but be it's fair. just kind of yeah, a to, theme of the past week. Yeah, to be fair, they're not all. I think we have one that's not out of like five. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can't, you know, we can't lump them technically all together, but come on. All right, who do you want to start with? Um, I think this is a this is a big one. Well, they're all kind of big, but the, the USC kicker, um, Matt Bormeister, was... Nice pronunciation. Um, yeah, it was kicked off. I have no clue if that's correct, but kicked off the team um, from a Title IX investigation. So this might actually be more on the university's end rather than the NCAA. No, but, it was – well, Title IX's NCAA. Well, every university has a Title IX uh, department. So that's why I'm thinking that it was – yeah, it says USC suspended. Yeah, you're year. right. Um, you're right. Okay, so that's cool. All right, sorry, NCAA. We, we don't want to uh, tarnish your reputation so mm-hmm. we'll take that one off the table also. Yeah, he's calling it uh, an unfair investigation because basically it's just... Well, his girlfriend was, even called it that. Exactly. Um, it was about... I don't want to take sides here because I don't know all the facts. Yeah, that's true. Um, We're but journalists. It was basically about yeah, um, domestic abuse, domestic violence. And it's just kind of it's kind of scary that one player can get kicked off a team because of a report by a next-door neighbor. Yeah. And a report in which... The woman who was being quote unquote abused is denying over and over, and she's coming to his defense and saying how how great of a boyfriend he's been and how he's never uh, abused, assaulted, or mistreated her. Yeah, she got a lawyer just to try to help him get out of this, and now she's yeah. like going on record saying this is absurd. So yeah, like it, seems, he, it just seems a little sketchy because it's just a report from one next door neighbor. I I agree, and like you said. You know, we're journalists. We don't like to have opinions or take sides because, you know, we don't ever do that. But I agree. When we don't know all the facts, but when the girlfriend even goes as far to like hire a lawyer to try to like vouch for him, it just seems like this is just handled horribly. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, so that sucks. So just it's sad. Don't have girlfriends. That's like the the key yeah because if you have a girlfriend even if she like doesn't mean to she's gonna get you in trouble and then you're just gonna be and then you're gonna be standing there pissed off and you're like i'm not gonna break up with her because you never break up with her you know you always like stay with the fucking girlfriend and you're just kind of standing there pissed off and she's just like crying like oh my god i'm so sorry and you're just like fuck 
So okay. <laughs> I agree. I think that's a perfect way to look at it. Just don't have a girlfriend. So uh, continue on the bad week for kickers. Yeah. The, well, this is G5, so the UCF kicker. What was his name? Yeah, Donald De La Hay. De La yeah. Hay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald yeah. De La Hay. Kicker, kicker from UCF is he's kind of given an ultimatum. This has been kind of a Yeah, I think I uh, talked about this in episode 1 or 2 actually when mm-hmm. it was happening. It's been kind of a big deal for a while because yeah. it's it's kind of uncharted territory because well, to first give a little background, he was basically given an ultimatum by the NCAA that he could be ruled ineligible to compete if he continued uh, making YouTube videos. He's got um, a lot of a lot of subscribers on YouTube and now his videos are starting to be monetized and that's a gray area with, with uh, NCAA violation. So it was like you choose to either continue making videos and getting monetized and getting paid by YouTube or you can compete in NCAA. It's kind of one, one or the other. And right. so he, he was just gave a middle finger to the NCAA and said, suspend me if you want to. I'm not going to stop making videos. That's what I love doing. And turns out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they called his bluff. <laughs> yeah, they called his bluff. So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting uh, topic because I could see more and more players starting to go this route. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's not the only Division One athlete that's going to be getting popular on YouTube, right? Right, yeah. I mean, you can make a podcast. You can do YouTube. You can make a podcast. Any kind of be on our podcast. Any kind of, any kind of media that can be monetized, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess music would even fall into that, right? Probably. And uh, I mean, social just, media is so popular now with with mm-hmm. every player because they don't. I feel like also the NCAA. I understand they have their rules, but they're not really grasping the fact that you know the the kids now in school that are playing grew up in social. This is normal to them, and so for you to tell them they can't do it, they're like, wait, why can't I do this? this is like what I've been doing since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I know it's new to the NCAA, and this seems like some crazy new way scam for them to all make money. But I think they truly just like being on social media. And this guy was a YouTuber, and that's what he does. Yeah, no, I mean I could see both sides of the, this argument from the NCAA. Cause on one hand, this is a slippery slope that could be taken advantage of easily right. oh, by yeah. big time boners. Oh yeah. Okay, so if you want to come to our school and you're a five star recruit, you just start a YouTube uh, channel. You just start putting up BS videos. And, and then we'll, I'm going to pay people to yeah. go watch these videos. Yeah. And that's definitely a back channel that could be taken advantage of by boosters. But at the same time, if players are allowed to go get jobs, right, part-time jobs at McDonald's, at yep. Chili's, whatever, mm-hmm. who's stopping this guy from making money just by doing a similar thing, you know, putting out content? Yeah, well, it's because it's, it's because it's they think um, he's, he's getting paid for his likeness because people are watching the YouTube video because – He's exactly. a college yeah, kicker. Yeah. That's that's the difference. Which I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, in his YouTube channel, he doesn't really talk that much about like being a kicker. Like it's Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. About anything. No. And I think that just kind of comes back to my stance is that the NCAA should just not get involved with this kind of stuff. It's going to keep getting more extreme and extreme, and they're going to have to keep kicking people out for this kind of stuff. It's going to get to the point where they're not going to have a point in doing this anymore. Right. It's going to be just so absurd that they're keeping people from making money that also, it's just, no one's going to want to deal with it. This goes into, I mean, I don't know if we should, we should open this Pandora's box this episode about paying players. I don't think we should pay players or schools sh- should pay players. I think the scholarship and the free education and everything that they get is worth enough. I don't know. What do you think about them not being able to make money off likeness? Yeah, because 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 like, because here's like the deal. Said, I don't NCAA, want to get in this either. Not, yeah, but not the, the NCAA thing essentially is saying, you know, you can't, you know, you we we're not going to pay you for what you do, and that's fine because you're getting value from the free education. Okay, well, I'm completely against I'm completely against that stance, but right, like and said, I agree, I agree. I think that's too much, but at the same time, the NCAA also says, but you can't even make money off your own name, but we can, but even your own name, which is yours. <laughs> You can't even make money off of. I know, yeah. They're, they're kind of stripping the value from a name that you're born with. Right, and that's, that's kind of ridiculous. I'm not saying that you should – maybe maybe you should, you know, you shouldn't get paid to sign autographs and stuff. And I understand that there's a lot of like, like fine lines there and how you do it. But if this guy wants to make a YouTube channel and he's also an, you know, a college athlete, I just don't see what the problem is here. Or at least like try to figure out some new rules – don't just kick him out. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, as a yeah. as a podcaster, it's really insulting. Also on Twitter, I just you know gave him a shout out and said like you can work for us. But here, you know, this is something interesting. I said if you come work for us, we technically can't afford to pay you anything, and you could <laughs> still play for in the NCAA. There we go. So yeah, actually it would compromise. work. Yeah. So NCAA, if you're listening. You know, just give him the suggestion. Be like, hey, there's this episode, there's this podcast that talks about college sports. It's great for you, and they can't afford anything, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, um, I think, a good segue into a new addition to our award categories. I think we could start an award right here called something along the lines of strangest NCAA violations. Yeah. Because I've also got another nominee right here. Okay. That yeah. So it also happened. We'll think of a morning. more clever idea or a more clever name for it, but that's essentially what it's going to be for the annual Anarchist Award for like weirdest or like the best worst NCAA violation. Yeah. So the other nominee that uh, happened, I guess, last night or this morning, was the ruling for new North Carolina State basketball player Braxton Beverly. He's going to be suspended. Or, uh, yeah, suspended for one year because of the NCAA's transfer rules. It's just, it's a pretty complicated situation. And just like pretty much all NCAA transfer is pretty complicated. But basically, he's coming over from Ohio State. He enrolled this summer um, as part of their recruiting class. And then Thad Mata, their head coach, was, um, was well, he resigned. But the player, Beverly, Patrick Braxton Beverly, was taking summer classes with the intention of, you know, playing basketball under Thad Mata. Once Thad left, that was pretty much the reason that he was there. Um, just like most players, they're there right. for the coach. 
So he said, no, I, I, I want to go to NC State. I haven't enrolled in, in school here yet. Like I'm still open to, to move schools. And because he took one summer class, he's got to now sit out a full year at NC State before he plays uh, for his first season at NC State. Yeah, and what's, what's your opinion on this? Should he be able to play immediately at NC State? Yeah, uh, it's, oh, people are probably going to take this. Yeah, what? People are probably going to take this as a little bias because yeah, you got uh, you got an opinion on this one. I'm sure. Well, you can replace NC State with any school, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start with the mm-hmm. player. Yeah, well, you give me a hard time every time I talk about Houston, so I'm just calling you out. Okay, well, like I said, you replace this with any other school, and I'm going to be on the player side. I mean, he's being punished for taking a class. He hasn't done anything basketball related at Ohio State yet. Right. Um, it's just kind of it's it's weird because you literally boil it down to suspension for going to class. Yeah. How does and how does that make sense? So usually, you know, if one school had an issue with it, I could see the NCAA just being like, you know what, no, we're just going to suspend you if you want to transfer because. But the fact is, Ohio State said it's okay, and NC State said it's okay. We both are okay with this trade and this deal. Mm-hmm. So why does the NCAA really have anything to say? You know, it's okay with everybody. Yeah, and it, it kind of goes back to the, okay, coaches can move schools no matter what. If a coach is at school A and he gets uh, an offer at school B, he can go to that school no problem. But right. a player, no, 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 don't don't even think about transfer. And I get it, that opens a weird thing about players transferring, kind of like just open a free a free market, and that we don't want that. But this dude, <laughs> he was taking one summer class. He hadn't started anything basketball-related. And now because of that one class that he was taking, because he was there for the coach, and then the coach left, and now he's trying to leave. It just well, who was who was just, the? It's not a good look. Who was the coach that took the phone call in the middle of a recruiting uh, visit to accept another job? That was Tuberville from Texas Tech. That's right. Yeah, so it's like coaches can do that. That's stuff exactly. All the time. Nothing happened to him, and that's no, totally. No, and that's so much sketchier. And yeah, that is so much worse. <laughs> this kid thought he was doing the good things, like, you know, I'm gonna get my my classes out of the way this summer. Yeah, I'm gonna start going to school, like like the NCAA yeah. wants me to do, and get an education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's too bad. I agree with you. Although I know your opinion doesn't really count because it's NC State. So. Yeah, I'll let I'll let the listeners read up on this and make their own opinions. Yeah. But then related to NCAA basketball suspensions, this is more of a school suspension. This doesn't really have anything to do with the NCAA, although they might have to step in now, is uh, Mitchell Robinson, as some people not, might know, he was that five-star that uh, yeah. kind of shocked the world and signed with Western Kentucky. I love uh, I love when five-stars go to G5, by the way. Yeah, and so this was Rick Stansberry. He's kind of, he was the coach at Texas A&M, and he kind of pulled him, this Mitchell Robinson, to Western Kentucky. But then there was some turmoil as soon as he got there, it was like he was kind of leaving practice. He wasn't showing up to things. He actually like left school. There's reports, <laughs> and so he's just uh, the perfect five star like, asshole. Yeah, it seems like he wasn't too happy in Western Kentucky. And there's have you ever been to Western Kentucky? No, I haven't. Okay, where's where was that kid from again? Uh, he's from Louisiana. From Louisiana? Well, I guess that's not that much different. But have you ever been to Bowling Green, Kentucky, where Western uh, Kentucky not. is? I don't think so. Um, to be fair, they do have a Chewies. So shout out. Um, yeah, to Western Kentucky for getting the Chewies. Good text. And his his godfather was an assistant coach on the staff. So, but it's just like I'm sure he went there and he was just like, "Damn, I fucking hate this town." <laughs> He's like, "I could have been playing in like some cool college city, you know, like somewhere else in Kentucky." 
Louisville or Lexington. <laughs> yeah, like two other places in Kentucky. <laughs> Louisville's actually a great place if you've never been. Lexington. You gotta think Western Kentucky was so pumped when they got five. So like, hell yes, we might be actually able to compete with some of the you know two big dogs in the state. Yeah, and I mean honestly, I I've, I've been to Lexington, awesome place. Louisville obviously is a cool place. So yeah, you go to Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's right off the highway, <laughs> like on your way to Ohio. That's about it. Mm-hmm. There was already talk about him kind of. Um, once once there was talk about him leaving school, it was like he might go play overseas for a year and then just get drafted next year. But then Rick Stansberry came out and suspended him. So I don't know if he was actually still part of the team or not, but he's not playing there anymore. Fully suspended. There's There might be a transfer situation. might be able to transfer to a different school. But now the NCAA might step in, just like the Braxton uh, Beverly oh, they situation. Will. They have to, right? They have Maybe. to now. I don't know. At this point, they have to. They got. <laughs> they made a guy that went to class sit out a year. I mean, they got to step in. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. He might just go play overseas. That'd probably be the most likely. Or just sit out a year. Well, not sit out, but... Um, yeah, don't think we'll be seeing him play college basketball. Wow. That's that's pretty big. But, that's like, good, I mean, good on the coach. You got to, at some point, just be like, look, you're a great player. I want you on the team. But if you're not going to fucking listen, then you're not going to play. Yeah, it's a crazy situation. That's It sucks that, you know, five stars are just douchey like that, but... You know, it's something. It's something you got to deal with. You, you know, yeah. K- Kentucky knows how to handle that. Yeah, they're not all like that. A lot of the guys that go to Kentucky and some of those bigger schools, they actually get some pretty high quality. Um, that's true. Guys. And maybe that's why you went to Western Kentucky because maybe the other schools saw that he was a shitty kid. He's just gonna be an issue, maybe. Yeah. Well. Um, yes. Yeah, sticking with college basketball and NCAA violations. So UNC finally has their. <clears throat> Their dates, their hearing. Oh yeah, finally. Yeah. What is this? Your your four, your three, something like that. Yeah, it's it's coming up uh, sometime in August, right? Yeah, that's probably around the same time that Ole Miss is. I think there's is maybe more in October. Okay. So yeah, big big NCAA calendar coming up. Yeah. So UNC finally has their hearing. If the listeners have forgot what this is about, it's okay. Most people have. It happened, they, they started the investigation in 2014, and I think it was about classes that were taken in 2011. So this is like so far back. It's ridiculous, but it's finally getting brought back up. And I think at this point, UNC is just like, is anything really gonna happen? No, I think they'll just get a slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I mean, the whole thing was about made-up classes or something like that. Pretty big pretty big deal. It, well, it's called African Studies was mm-hmm. the class, and they were... So, if anything, I think for the NCAA to claim that they weren't real classes, I think the NCAA's racist. That's true. Yeah, you gotta be really careful with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's African Studies. What are you saying? That's not a real class? There's mm-hmm. nothing to study from Africa? Did you see... Did you ever see the, the picture of Julius Peppers, one of his essays, back when he was at North Carolina and- <laughs> 99 no oh <laughs> uh, you gotta go go find that and then tweet it out are you serious it's, it's perfect oh yeah. my it's god like, it's like a paragraph and he got an a or something oh and there's also there's also pictures of his uh of his report cards or i guess not report cards but transcripts <laughs> report cards <laughs> yeah report cards are a little elementary school yeah well that actually might have fit better yeah. i used to i mean i used to love julius peppers he was like one of my favorite all-around athletes so yeah that's... go look up a picture of it might Maybe the transcript with Julius Peppers and the paper with someone else, but it's definitely someone from Carolina back in the back in the 
early 2000s or late 90s. And it's real. It's really funny. So I mean, my take from this is either the NCAA is racist for saying African studies aren't real, or they're mad that these players were taking you know blow off easy A classes, which everybody does. So which one is it, NCAA? Which one yeah, is it? Yeah, online. Yeah. Well, along along the same lines as that racist thing, uh, a development came out this past week about um, Dante Moncrief, one of the receivers from Ole Miss, trying to like he's trying to like push back a little bit because his brother is claiming the NCAA racism um, because they investigated a car that he took a picture with. Okay. Dante, uh, who's now playing receiver for the Colts, he took a picture back when he was at Ole Miss in front of the car. You know, you've seen this hundreds of times by college players. Right. Just taking a picture in front of a car like hashtag made it or something along those lines. The NCAA actually went and investigated this. <laughs> and his, it's his brother's car. And his brother is like a working man. And he's like, no, nah, this is racist just because this is a nice Damn. car. Damn. Yeah, so <laughs> it's definitely not a good look for the NCAA. No, that's not because that's such an easy thing to say. Be like, what, because I'm black, I can't afford this car? Like, exactly. That's, if yeah. it was Baker Mayfield, well, you wouldn't it's question true, it. yeah. Exactly, it's true. If it was it's, Johnny Manziel, you would have never questioned it. Yeah, it's he's an easy got out, a point. Actually, he's got a point. Yeah, if anything, the NCAA now needs to start investigating like a lot of white players for having like nice just things. Yeah, just be like, no, 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 no. Look, we're investigating Baker Mayfield for you know this nice car that his parents could clearly afford. Yeah, yeah, it's not not a good look. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. But yeah, I mean, if they're gonna start uh, investigating players taking pictures in front of cars, like that, they're gonna spend a lot of time doing that because every year I see Alabama players. You know, putting out pictures in front of right. Bentleys and Rolls Royces. It's like, okay, we all know what they're doing, but are you going to investigate every single one of them? Yeah, here's the deal. They they picked the worst uh, like possible option. They could have probably investigated any other one of these kids that took a photo, and they probably mm-hmm. would have been like on to something. But they picked <laughs> the one fucking kid that it was actually his brother's car. They're like, yeah, oh yeah. shit. That's Why right. Did- He's like, yes, please pick me. Like, I'm just baiting the NCAA. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. God damn it. You know, they're just like, fuck. Do some research before you do this. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That's a bad look. That's a bad look. Uh, mm-hmm. What about what about Ole Miss? While we're on the topic of NCAA investigations, violations, and suspensions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Any not updates? much has happened since. You're, you're our Ole Miss guy, so you got to keep us up to date. No, there's, there's so many. There's so much legal jargon that it's hard to keep up with. And they throw out all these dates about... Um, response times and uh, hearing dates. I think it's coming up. They're they're hoping that it's resolved in October. I want to say, and that that would be ideal because no coaching search is going to happen until well. Here's there's the deal. Some kind of resolution. I don't know. I think the opposite. I think Ole Miss should do what UNC did and just keep pushing it off and keep pushing off. And then it go, gets out of the media. People kind of forget. And I guarantee, I already kind of forgot what Ole Miss did. I mean, you know, I, I understand, but <clears throat> the longer you wait, the more people forget. Well, yeah, I understand from that standpoint, but they need a higher head coach, and yeah. the recruits the recruits cannot stand not knowing what the penalty is going to be because the longer this goes on, the longer Nick Saban and Gus Malzahn can say, "Look, 
Ole Miss is going to get a five-year bowl ban. You're not ever going to play in a bowl. You come here. And, like, the unknown is what's killing them right now. If they get that one-year, two-year bowl ban, at least they can say, look, this is what you're going to get. You know what you're coming into. Yeah. Um, especially the coaching search. It's like you got to have some kind of That's resolution before you, before you take the next step. What you, what you need to do is just uh, hire the PR person for Baylor. And figure out what the fuck. Because as we talk about all these NCAA investigation violations and suspensions, we have nothing to talk about with Baylor. So That's crazy. Yeah. It, it's just wild that the worst. Some of these are funny. Some of these are real. You know, but the worst thing done in recent history, because as we talked about, Penn State is technically worse because it involved children. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you and that over one. The span of like twenty years. Whatever. I'll give you that one. But next, close, close second, and if we're ranking. You know, worst rapes in NCAA. Baylor is a close second, and it recently has happened, and still nothing. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get yeah, back into Baylor because it's going to piss me off. But hire the PR team for Baylor because they did excellent. And you know what? They hired a really, really, really underrated coach. When people talk about best hires that happened recently, nobody Matt really Rule. talks about Matt Rule and Baylor. Nobody really talks about. He was a yeah, great yeah. coach. He he could be a good coach, but I watched that uh, that college football uh, coach cast thing where he was on the panel, and I can't, my head can't get past how awkward and unlikable <laughs> he was in that. Like he could be the greatest coach of all time, but I'll never be able to respect him because how awkward he was on that. Yeah, panel. well, he did really well at Temple. Yeah, like I'm said, I mean, he he could be the next Nick Saban, but I mean, he recruited well, and he played the team well. So I just. As a team that had to play them every year, he did. He's a good. He's a good, good, good coach. And I oh, think, so you, you were on the team. Yeah, I was. Yeah, he's a good coach, and I think Baylor really pulled it off. I think he's the type of guy that will will not allow nonsense to happen there either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just hire Baylor's PR team. Whatever they did, they did right. I don't think Ole Miss wants to be hiring anybody from Baylor right now, but I appreciate I the, PR, the advice. PR. I'm just telling you, man. Okay, okay. So I think that's pretty much it for NCAA investigations, violations, and suspensions. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I yeah, think... I've got a few Reddit articles for our yeah. Reddit here first. So, yeah, I wanted to get into Reddit here first. I just wanted to make sure we got all those summed up. This is a great episode, by the way. I really enjoyed talking about this because the NCAA just blows my mind with some of the Yeah, stuff this won't do. be the last time we talk about no, NCAA for sure. No, no. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So and this is the theme of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't expect to spend full episodes talking about violations, suspensions, and whatever else I said. I had I had it down for a little bit, now I've lost it. Anyway, let's move on and get into Reddit here first. Extra, extra, read all about it. Read all about it. All right, Jay, what do you got for us? All right, so I found two pretty cool articles. Uh, I'm just going to touch on this one quick. It was This was in the college basketball one, and it's... Um, I don't know how familiar you are. I'm, this is one of my favorite websites is Ken Pomeroy's website. And it's just like the ultimate stat geek college basketball fantasy. Okay. Um, and he's, he's one of the, like, the really respected kind of analytics guys who puts out a really good ranking, uh, like power rankings and things, things like that. Right. And then he does, he does other cool stuff. Now he's tinkering around with like most and least exciting games over <laughs> span of time. Okay. And this is this is all statistical driven, so this isn't subjective or anything. This is based on the model that he created. Okay, so the opposite of what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, this is uh, the least exciting game over the last decade, and this is probably for premium members, which I'm not. So this is just a screenshot on Reddit. So, by the way, before we go any further. 
Shout out um, to anybody that listens to this podcast. If you want to start giving us money, that's great. DM the Twitter, and then we can become this premium subscriber. Oh yeah, get yeah. Get the full if, information. Yeah, if we're if we're giving money, the first dollar goes to a Ken Palm subscription for yep. sure. Yeah. So you know, this is we're not doing this for profit yet. We'll put it right back in. We're gonna invest in it. Like for one, I'm gonna lower the ceilings of this apartment complex so you don't have to hear the echo anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just throwing those out. Okay, go, Joe. Yeah. So the least exciting game of the last decade was uh, 2009, when Tennessee beat UNC Asheville 124 to 49. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So I wasn't really keeping up with Tennessee basketball back in 2009. UNC Asheville? I didn't even know they had a basketball team. Yeah. I thought that was like a liberal arts school. That's crazy. And I actually do know. Like, I truly thought that was a liberal arts school. I thought it was like only for arts. Yeah, that, well, apparently, maybe that, that game actually like got rid of their... Ended their uh, program? Yeah. You know what's even worse is if ever like any UNC Asheville fans or basketball players listen to this, they're like, what the fuck, dude? We still have a team. Yeah, yeah so that was a 20 or a 75-point um, deficit. And it's kind of funny, a little side note. It was like UNC Asheville trailed by 83 before closing uh, the game on an 8-0 run. They, they actually probably went in the locker room after that game. It was like, listen, I know we got beat by this, but we ended the game on an 8-0 run. So yeah. can't be too mad with the effort towards the end of the game. That's true. Um, but yeah, the basically the screenshot <laughs> is no just... Wrong. That's so bad. Who wrote that? A picture, of, uh, the, a picture of the win probability. You know, it's like over time, <laughs> yeah. how probable you are to win. And it's just a flat line at the bottom the entire time. <laughs> like, there's no blips or anything. <laughs> God damn. I wish I would have uh, watched that, that was, game. That was a fun uh, Reddit find. Okay. What else you got? And then the other one, it's just absurd. It's related to college football, but it's inspired by a thread in the NFL Reddit. So someone started a – I'm going to explain the title and then probably have to explain the, the concept. It's – uh, Power Five team fans compared to their namesakes. Ooh, interesting. And so, <laughs> so they take all of the Power Five schools. They're doing it one conference at a time. So this first one is ACC. Okay. And so, like Boston College, they're the Eagles. Okay. And so then they went to Boston College football Facebook page, found how many people have liked that page, uh, which was twenty three thousand. Okay. So they're claiming that twenty three thousand fans of Boston College football. Obviously, that's not a realistic number, but it's close. Right. And then they took the amount of bald eagles um, <laughs> that are living, and then they compared the two. They said, is there more fans, or is there more <laughs> their mascot? What the fuck is this? So this is the most ridiculous cool. thing. Oh, my God. So some of them were pretty funny. Okay, like, what about uh, Tar Heels? Yeah, so Tar Heels, that was one of the ones that they had problem. Did, did uh, like they defining. use a ram? Uh, no, they, they used – it's a slang for anybody who lives in the state of North Carolina. Right. Well, So, that's, so there's obviously more Tar Heels than – uh, Tar Heel fans. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I was born in North Carolina. So, does that make me a Tar Heel? No, it's just current residents. Okay. So, the definition of Tar Heel is current resident. Yeah. So, it's it's definitely all these are dependent on the definition that they come up okay. with. Okay. Like the funny one, like Duke, they came up uh, like 42,000 people have liked Duke Facebook page. Blue Devils don't exist. There are more <laughs> Duke fans than Blue Devils. <laughs> well, to be fair, do they know if Blue Devils exist or not? I feel like that's a bold statement. Because yeah, if you to. have you ever been to hell? That's you know, true. Have you That's ever? True. You don't know. You're just assuming that hell is and the devil is red based off what? What has ever mm-hmm. said that? You know, I've read the Bible. It doesn't say what color Satan is. Satan can be any color. He transcends color. So mm-hmm. maybe 
you know, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, um, a few more good ones. There were over 320 million oranges grown last year, which is more than uh, Syracuse fans. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a lot more than Syracuse fans. Um, what about Demon Deacons? Demon Deacons, uh, there are 43,000 Catholic Deacons on Earth. But how is, many are possessed by a demon? Um, Does it oh, however, stats? none of them are demons because demons don't exist. Whoa, does it say that? Yeah, it says that. It says that. It says demons don't... Okay, so blue devils don't exist and demons don't exist? That's hmm, what this guy's saying. Hmm, I don't know. I don't like where this guy's going. All right, well, any other you want to know about? I'm Obviously, just, people can just go look this I'm up. I'm just a little um, upset with this guy, saying that demons don't exist and blue devils don't exist. I mean, has he ever watched, like, The Exorcist or any other scary movie? Must I mean, definitely not. How's he going to claim these things if he's seen any of those movies? So... I don't know. All right, is that it for Reddit here first? That is it. That's all okay. I got. I think uh, we should post a link to that one. That was pretty good. So we'll tweet mm-hmm. that link out. All right, so that's Reddit here first. And I guess we can end this episode with rumor season. Right, Jay, I know you never have any rumors because you're not creative enough to think of one. So I'm just going to go ahead and say one that I just kind of thought about while I was sitting here. So people talk about, you know, if Charlie Strong was a good coach. Yes, I'm going back to Texas. Shut the fuck up. So people talk about if Charlie Strong was a good coach or not. I don't think he was the right fit for UT, but clearly he was good at Louisville. So it's kind of weird how he couldn't be good at Texas. Um, and he got good recruits, like you like you mentioned in the last episode, right? I mean, he got great recruits. He should have been good. He was a good coach at Louisville. So a lot of people say it was the boosters and the administration that was holding him back. It was the politics of the school. I'm not really sure how all that works, but it sounds legit, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. So my rumor is if, if Tom Herman comes in... And pretty much was the exact same thing as Charlie Strong, right? He did really good and recruited really well at a G5 school, comes to UT, recruits really well. So, so far, the same situation. The only difference is one is white and one is black. So if Tom Herman does good, I think... That's the only difference between the two guys. Yeah. If Tom Herman does good, I think it's fair to say that Charlie Strong, the only reason he didn't succeed at UT is because of the racist boosters and administration and UT should be under NCAA investigation, violation, or suspension. For institutional racism, yeah. Boom. That's Damn, it. That's, that's good. That's a pretty good one, right? I kind of made the, as we were talking, I wasn't really listening to what you were saying. And in my head, I was like linking things up. And I was like, wait a minute. Personally, <laughs> I don't see color. So I think, I actually think Tom Herman and Charlie Strong are identical twins that just look a little bit different. But clearly, yeah, UT's One kisses not. his players in the mouth and one doesn't. One, you know. You know, different different styles, but the same person. Uh, clearly, UT is not as uh, 2017 as I am, and I think they're seeing color here, and I think, like you said, institutional racism. So, something to think about. Watch the list, yep. All right. So, I think that's episode VII. VII. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, that was it. We will think of another... I'm thinking for the next one, we'll maybe, since I love to talk about the Big 12... Maybe we can mention if the Big 12 does exist or expand some possibilities. And I'm going to come with statistics next time. I'm going to statistically say what team is Hmm. best. Interesting. I'm going to create my own algorithm. 
of why looking which forward, team... Looking forward to hearing all the flaws in this algorithm. Oh, oh, just wait. I'm a college graduate. I know what I'm doing here. I have a degree in communication, so I think I know. All right, thanks, Jay. Hopefully, next episode, I don't have to be in this fucking cathedral. <laughs> Hope not. All right. See you later. Peace. Oh, clip. Yeah. That's my hood. Yeah. Put it in his face. Get that shit understood. Yeah. This ain't what you want. Boy, tell me you'll get hood. Why? Cause, oh, clip. Nigga, that's my hood. Yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.